Welcome to the Strongest Self Podcast, where we redefine what it means to be strong and healthy. I'm your host, Zach Bruckner, along with Steve Murray, and our passion is helping you find your strongest self through all things fitness, health, and wellness. With so much information surrounding the health and fitness field today, it can be hard to filter through what is real and what isn't. It's time to learn the truth about how keeping your body moving well, feeling energized, and being resilient to injury is the foundation for your fitness now and for the rest of your life. Listen in with us each week and take one step closer to finding your strongest self. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Strongest Self Podcast with your host, Zach Bruckner and Steve Murray. Steve, what's up, buddy? How you doing, man? What's up, Zach? I'm doing well. Hanging in there. Awesome. Awesome. Um, this is episode 11 now for you guys here. I know it's been a couple weeks since one came out, um, but we're back at it. Episode 11 here. This should be a little bit um, lighter of some topics, I guess you could say. We're, we're just going to kind of hit each other back and forth with some questions, some of them more fitness related, some of them just kind of um, in general about who we are. And hopefully it'll give you guys a little bit better of a sense of who we are, our personalities. Um, we'll, we'll have fun with this one. Sounds good. So um, I guess, Steve, if you want to go first, just just hit me with uh, any question and um, I'll just we'll just go back and forth. All right, cool. So I'll, I'll start with a quick light one then I'll go into I'll, I'll do two here so first off what is one of your favorite movies or television shows um I'll go with the television show because I'm not I'm not a huge huge movie guy I watch movies but I'm not like super big on them but um television shows I would have to pick the office it's just for me, just such a classic. Um, I've watched the series through like nice. like five, six times plus. Um, it's kind of just always on as like background noise, I guess. If I just want something like on, but I'm doing something else, so I think everyone does that. Has like one of those shows. But uh, yeah, man, just just the writing in it, uh, the character development, the different um, the jokes. I mean, there's so many layers of jokes. You can go back and watch that show. I feel like so many times through, and you're always picking up on like a new joke that you didn't pick up on before. Um, so, you know, I was actually just watching it in the background just before this. So <laughs> there goes my point. And I guess nice. um, if I had to pick a movie, um, I would probably pick, um, I like action movies and I also like comedies kind of. So um, I guess one, one classic would be Apollo 13. That's actually my mom's favorite movie. So, that's kind of been drilled into my brain, but it is a great movie. Uh, a lot of suspense and just a lot of what the human, you know, being with the human spirit can kind of push through and figure out when it's up against the edge. So that's a great movie. Um, something like maybe something like um, Pineapple Express as like a <laughs> comedy that kind of like yeah, just yeah. completely off the edge is completely goofy for like a comedy um and i don't know for an action movie i don't know probably like some like need for speed movie or something like that <laughs> just like the raw need. action and just the need for cars speed. and all that shit yeah nice yeah. i like it um definitely what about you favorite movie you favorite favorite movie or tv show yet? um tv show I have to say Breaking Bad. I know it's up there with a lot of people's favorite, but it's just so good. And I remember watching it like as it came out week by week with like Mm. my friends, we'd have like a viewing party and it was just like one of those shows that each season got better and like built off each other, the character development, obviously the acting with Brian Cranston, like it's a flawless show. There's no no, like holes in it. It's suspenseful. It was just like the dynamic duo of, you know, Jesse Pigman and uh, Walter White. Yeah. And then I watched it about two years, a year and a half ago with my wife who had never seen it and she loved it, but it was even better the second time. Cause you pick up on things and uh, it just made me realize like how good of a show it actually is. Like all the critics that give it credit. It's like, it's all true. I love that show. Yeah. It's a great show. There's a lot of like layers to that show too. I know what you mean. You do you watch that one a couple of times through and still pick yeah. up on new things. Yeah. Dude, I couldn't bad. imagine like, like, 
watching a show and waiting for like episode to an episode to come out like week to week. Like I know, right? such an old school, like <laughs> such an old school way of watching shows now. I guess there's a couple that stream and do that, but it's it's like so it annoying. Is. It's like it's like picking out a movie out Blockbuster or something. Like that was a huge part of my childhood. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, before Netflix came and just crushed through everything. Yeah, now like the next episode just starts playing as you binge watching. Like, oh, I guess we're watching our fourth episode. Tonight. Ten hours later, <laughs> right? You're like, oh, well, we finished that season. Yeah, and then my favorite movie would have to. I mean, I like all types. Of, I'm a big movie fan. Um, I my favorite movie is The Departed, probably. Mm. Martin Scorsese, obviously, uh, you know, Leonardo DiCaprio, Jack Nicholson. Like, there's so many great actors in it, but the. Uh, I love the acting. I love the plot. I love how it all comes together at the end. Uh, I think that's just a great movie. It won Best Picture, I believe, in like 2005. It's a classic. Uh, Yeah, it's a great movie. I'm a sucker for like those Boston, like The Town is another one of my favorite movies. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Like Good Will Hunting. Something um, with Marky Mark in it. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I I I like so many movies, like. I'm a big Jim Carrey fan growing up, so I like all mm. his movies. Like Dumb and Dumber is probably my favorite comedy. Yeah, it's a great one. Uh, but yeah, I, I I could I could name a bunch of movies that I like, but I I I I'd keep it for comedy. I'd say Dumb and Dumber, and then like sort of like an action thriller, uh, The Departed. Nice. Yeah. All right. So I'll get right. you with a fitness related question. And right, go for it. Um, let's kind of see. I'll go backwards here. So. I've seen you built up a pretty cool small group class at Lifetime. Um, So basically, I always told myself, like I work out with by myself or with like a training partner. Um, But if I was, and I I jump out of class here and there, but if I was to go to a small group consistently as like a gym goer, if I wasn't a trainer, I would take your class. It's like the way it's structured and programmed. Basically, how did you come to like develop that class and, what, because you do a lot of like functional stuff. It's almost like a yeah. CrossFit style class, but it's like safe and there's different uh, progressions based on individuals in the group. I just like the way you do it. What was kind of like your thought process yeah. behind uh, building it? Yeah, definitely. So that was kind of like my, I guess my passion project when I started um, a small group class because I knew I wanted something for like the more athletic population for people who wanted to like really like push the limits and kind of have a lot of, um, athleticism, top end strength, um, you know, interested in staying really lean and having good cardiovascular fitness, kind of just working, working out as like an athlete and just trying to improve in all aspects of fitness. So I kind of knew that I had to create a three day week program for, you know, about hour long workouts where, um, all the group participants were going to be able to kind of cover all those bases, which, which is a lot to do in like just a three hour, um, you know, three hours a week of training, but it can be done. So I really kind of dove in the, the kind of main focus for me was the programming aspect of it. So I knew I wanted to have a good warm up, which, you know, got everyone's body temperature up, but also kind of got them into the movement patterns that we were going to do on any given day, got their core going, you know, their, all their stabilizer muscles. Um, and then a little bit of explosiveness, a little bit of power work, um, definitely some strength work, you know, with some prime movement patterns, maybe a squat and a pull would be like an example of a day that we did. So lower body, upper body. Um, we usually got a little bit of some skill work. So sometimes that's like some gymnastics um, type stuff that you might see in like kind of a CrossFit setting. Um, I'm a little more wary, I guess, in programming for overhead movements. So things like kipping butterfly pull-ups or like handstand push-ups, um, snatches if we go back to like a kind of power and strength movement, overhead squats. I was always very careful with programming that and making sure that if, if I am programming that, which is like 5 10% of the time maybe, that I'm making sure that I have a couple regressions um, or even scale it back and present the program of the workout of the day as the regress version and say, Hey, for those who have good overhead mechanics and strength, you can up it to this or this, um, rather than presenting like the hardest thing and then making people who can't do that feel like, you know, almost left out. So, um, and then that kind of goes across the board, always having regressions for people. So really just looking at the 
what what are we trying to get out of a certain exercise and then having another two exercises or so that that are similar that someone can get something a very similar um um experience out of and um kind of they're getting the same um work out of that type of movement um and that way everyone can kind of build up at their own pace so we're not married to a specific back squat we can have someone goblet squat if they you know aren't comfortable getting under a barbell yet yeah and then we'll finish out the class with you know a splash of conditioning whether that be like a lower intensity kind of steady state thing um or something very short or high intense usually like once a week something like that that will do for like you know five six seven eight minutes kind of thing tops if it's higher intensity um and then a cool down you know just kind of getting the body to cool down um doing some breathing work some stretching you know mobility work things like that so that was kind of the program that i began to write out and became really obsessed with that first um but i in coaching that program just the way i was thinking about it it allowed me to have someone new come in and feel like they were doing the same workout as other people who had been in the class for a little bit longer or a little bit mm. more advanced in some of the movements so i think that just kind of catered to people feeling a little bit more like they could come and try the class out and then feel like they can really progress each and every day, each and every week that they come in and take the class. And, you know, it kind of just from there built up a little community and it just grew and grew and someone would come in and they'd feel like they were really part of the community and, and then just staying connected with all these people. Um, you know, if they missed a day, shoot them the workout so they could come in later in the day or tell them where it was posted up in the gym or anything like that. So um, building a community around it once it was there. Um, and then it kind of just really sustained itself, you know, and that's a blast to teach now. I missed that class. It's been like four months since I've been able to teach it, but it's a, it's a fun group. It's fun to, to coach and teach a lot of kind of athletic, uh, former athletes or athletic people mm. um, really push the limits. Yeah, that's a blast. Nice. Yeah, I like it. That's awesome. Definitely. And appreciate you saying it would be uh, be one of the classes if you were just like a yeah. gym goer. You would, yes, you would I would. I would that. That's awesome. I would jump into that three days a week and nice. then do like cardio in the other days. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's exactly what I tell them. You know, three days a week, we're going to take care of your strength, your, you know, kind of higher intensity conditioning. And then, you know, the other couple of days just do aerobic base work, um, low intensity exercise and, um, you know, some mobility work, something specific they need to do. Yeah. It's a good split. All right. So I got to hit you with the question here. Um, I'll start with the fitness one. Um, so describe your current kind of workout routine. I guess since we're in a weird time, you could talk a little bit about what you've been doing during, um, shelter in place, quarantine, and then maybe what you're doing if you're still in the gym, but yeah, just cool. kind of talk about like, if you're working in a meso cycle, what your, what your like weekly split looks like, sure. um, maybe some goals that you're working towards. Nice. Yeah. I mean, I guess I would say I'm in like almost like a stabilization stage cause I'm doing so much unilateral stuff just cause of the lack of equipment, which is yeah. cool, but I mean, it's getting a little, redundant now so i'm trying to go to other people's garage gyms and try to play around with heavier weight but i've been doing a ton of like kettlebell stuff my overhead stability has gotten so much better so i've yeah. been doing a lot of like turkish get-ups um right. overhead reverse lunges uh windmills so i feel like my core including like my low back has gotten a lot more durable mm. um which is actually really awesome i feel like a lot more sturdy it's yeah. like on one leg, so yeah. more stable. Um, uh, I've been improving like my squat mechanics, just playing around with different variations, trying to keep my spine a little bit more rigid. So my core is more turned on in the front. I'm getting um, a lot more like dorsiflexion with my ankle angle. Um, so it's becoming more, I guess, like a true quad dominant exercise. I like to go a little wider with the knees usually when I squat. Um, yeah. But just because I'm front loading with a kettlebell, I'm just playing around with like elevating my feet, going down real slow. I uh, feel like that's going to have a nice carryover to like a leg press or like a safety squat or like a back squat or a barbell front squat when we go back to the gym, yeah. which is cool. I'm just playing around with like little tweaks here and there, which uh, I think is going to improve um, my stability, but also like my, um, 
my strength when I add more load to it. Um, and it's also going to help my joints just cause I'm really slowing down the, uh, the reps. Um, I wouldn't say I have a particular goal right now. I'm more uh, focused on like a sport goal of golf at the moment since I'm playing more nice. golf. I'm just trying to shoot it's golf season. Yeah. <laughs> trying to shoot under 90 consistently. And I guess this, uh, the workouts I've been doing definitely has a carryover to that, especially a lot of like the rotational stuff. Um, but obviously just playing more golf, I'm going to get better at golf. And I've been trying to like, just be intentional with like my practice. If I go to the driving range, like I've been just going to the range and hitting like my wedges. Cause you know, most people go to the driving range, they'll bring a driver right. when you actually play golf, like 80% of your shots are with like a wedge. So I've just been practicing my short game and I've, that's been a, a really nice improvement for me when I carry that over to the actual golf game. Um, but um, yeah, I like to, I like to, well, I like to look good and feel good. So I guess I like to feel like more lighter in the summer. So I'm, I don't know, I'm watching what I eat more, I'm doing a little bit more conditioning on the days that I don't train. Sometimes I do both. Um, uh, let's, so yeah, I, li- I like to feel good. I like to look good in the summertime. And then maybe in the wintertime, especially when gyms are, if gyms are back open, I like, I'll maybe bulk up a little bit more type of a thing. Um, but I also been playing like basketball with my brothers just for like fun. I like to, I don't know. I like to just like, I'm 30. I like to play basketball just as well as I did when I was 25 type of thing. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the working out 100% has helped me with that. Um, you know, I never want to be like not capable outside the gym. So if I like visit my parents and my dad's like, Hey, can you grab like those boxes from the car? I'm like, yeah, sure. No problem. And everyone would be like, Oh God, this is going to like, I want to back. (laughs) Exactly. I just always want to be, I I love feeling good. I like being active outside the gym. So I think everything we, everything I do in the gym kind of plays into that a little bit. Um, if I had, I'd like to like, when I'm in the gym, I definitely have like goals of like, sometimes I'll try to hit like, um, I'll take three months and build up to like a deadlift PR. Um, right before quarantine, I had a goal of like being able to dunk. So I was trying to increase my vertical one, just cause it was fun. Um, but two, I've trained a lot of basketball players so I can like speak on it mm-hmm. when they want to get more explosive. So that was a very fun goal, but I wouldn't say I have like a very specific goal right now. Um, sure. yeah. Nice man. Nice. Yeah. I remember when you were trying to get that dunk. Like, <laughs> I was close. I got, I gave yeah, myself really 30 close. days just cause yeah. it's like a lot of wear and tear on the body. Yeah. But, um, I, I dunked a volleyball, which was pretty nice. cool. Nice. And I never, I never got that high before in my whole life nice like it's so definitely i'm the most explosive tangible results yeah definitely the most explosive i've ever been in my life at 30 which is kind of cool what was what was the main thing you're doing just like different jumps just jumping uh, uh well yeah that's part of it for sure you got to jump to jump Get higher jumping. Um, right. but yeah. i was doing <laughs> a lot of like strength training and i was applying different theories like one of them was like post-activation potentiation where mm. i'd lift something like really heavy maybe like 90% of my uh, one rep max say on a front squat for only like three reps. And then I'd uh, wait like two to three minutes and then try to jump as high as I can. Um, so it's kind of like that feeling of like you wear a backpack all day and then you take it off and you feel lighter. Right. Um, okay. Just trying to activate my quads more. I was doing, I jump off one leg. So I was doing a bunch of like single leg plyometrics, um, building elasticity. Cause you want to keep like everything stiff. You want to, the mm-hmm. ground contact time's got to be really short in order to dunk. And I feel like I was just like heavy. Like I would stay on the floor for too long. Too long, yeah. So I was just trying to build up elasticity. Um, know, a bunch of different stuff. But um, I kind of, with some of my clients now, I kind of formulated some of the stuff I've, I researched and applied. And I kind of like work it into a program now a little bit. And I'll sprinkle in a lot of the explosive stuff within like their strength training program that I do nice. with them. And nice. um, it's pretty cool. They're seeing some good results as well. Nice. Solid. All right. right, So I'll go back with a fun one for you. Or maybe we'll keep it sort of gym related. What are, uh, what are some myths that you see right now in the gym or that? Yeah. Like you hear on social media or maybe some of your clients will ask you like a really generic question. You're like, eh, that's not really how it works (laughs) type of thing. Yeah. So I guess one, one big one is like, should I do keto um, or like really low carb? Okay. Um, I hear that question all the time. It's just, I guess the big kind of fad right now. Everyone wants to kind of, 
everyone hears that you can lose a bunch of weight on that. You can get really lean on keto. You know, you'll be a fat burning machine kind of thing, um, which isn't like untrue, right? When you're in, when you're in keto, you are going to burn fat as a primary source of fuel. But in order to actually get your body in ketosis and keep it there, it's really, really difficult. You have to be really restrictive on your carbohydrates. And I feel like someone who struggles with nutrition in the first place has no business being more restrictive, right? You're going from like one end of the spectrum where you're struggling and you're shooting all the way to the other end of the spectrum where you have to restrict the macronutrient that your body most wants to use, which is carbohydrates. So it's just going to be really difficult to actually stay on track. And then how successful are you going to be on something if you're keep getting off track right over and over? How long are you really going to stick with it? So I think Yes, if you can actually stick to keto, which is I think for most people doing under having under like 50 grams of carbohydrates a day, um, which is not a lot. No. It's like it's like a serving and a half, maybe two servings of carbohydrates. Um, you're going to feel that effect. So if you can't really stick to that and it takes about 10 to 14 days to get into ketosis right. just to right. get into it. And yeah, then you so got to stay people in it. train the same way as they were in the past right. on their, like the first week of uh, right. Keto diet, and you're like, geez, you got to dial yeah. it back at the gym to your body, like adapts a adapts, little bit here. Yeah, yeah, because you know when you're lifting, your body's mainly going to go right to burning carbohydrates if you're lifting for strength, right? And if you're not eating carbohydrates and trying to get into ketosis, you're going to feel that effect in the gym too, and that's going to be even harder because your body's going to crave carbohydrates after the workout to recover. So it's going to be even more difficult. So people will try it for like, you know, maybe a week and then they just, they, they, they're just beating their body up. They're not giving a chance to really like transition. And I guess that's the other thing is anything you try, you got to understand what you're really doing with the body and um, have a good plan of how you're going to proceed. If you need to dial it back, where you're going to dial it back by how much, and then you got to just stick with it and be consistent with it. Um, but I think for most people, they want to just do something that's fast and easy and they think keto is the answer and it's not going to be easy. Definitely. You might see good, quick results with it. Um, but I have a hard time believing someone who's just going to cut out carbohydrates indefinitely, you know, for the rest of their life. Or <laughs> if you do it, you got to have a plan after I'm going to do keto for two, three months, and then I'm going to go and start adding carbohydrates slowly back in once I reach this percentage body fat, and then I'm going to in increase my strength training, my resistance training um, from there once I feel like that strength come back. Um, yeah. yeah, that's probably that's probably one big one. I guess another one would be um, um, people who want to lean out. They come to me, they want to lose weight, they want to lean out, but they don't want to do resistance training, right? Yeah. Or they don't want to lift heavy, right? or they want to lift, you know, a two pound dumbbell 20 times. Cause I think that's going to get them toned. I don't know okay. where that came from. Yeah. Um, you know, doing well, more reps, that lighter like, weight. Uh, that was like a late nineties thing. Or it's like yeah, yeah. higher like reps. Stuffer. It's going to yeah, get right. you more toned type right. of thing. Yeah. So, I mean, I literally like, I recommend strength training for every single client, like no matter what their goal is. Like mm -hmm. I, we, we go through a very similar strength training routine based on your training age. So mm -hmm. if I had someone whose goal was to lose 40 pounds who came to me and they've only been lifting for six months. And then someone who's been again, only lifting for six months, but they're really lean and they just want to build muscle. Like we would go through, if they both wanted to lift three days a week, it would be a very similar routine in that the splits would be the same. They'd probably be doing total body all the days since they were about the same training age, they would be going and learning kind of the same ways that they have to move their body and how to brace their core and how to do all the basic type of movement patterns. Um, but I'd be pushing them, you know, Hey, I want you to make this set as hard as you can. We're going to um, see if you can get like up to six reps on something really heavy versus giving the guy who wants to tone or lose weight, something really light and telling him to do 12 or 15 reps. So um, that's another big one is people are trying to lose weight or tone up being afraid to lift heavy, especially women. Cause I think quote unquote, it's going to make them bulky. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, yeah I've just, definitely just heard don't that understand how hard it is to actually build muscle and maintain it. And 
more often than not, it's more about how much you're eating, right? Yep. You could lift really heavy, but if you don't eat in a calorie surplus, you're not going to get bigger. Exactly. You know? Um, but if you kind of lift really, really light weights and then you eat in a calorie surplus, you're going to get heavier. You're going to gain fat and get heavier. You're not right. going to gain muscle and get heavier. So it's exactly. like lift heavy and then see how big or, you know, where you want to be. And that's, that's going to define your calorie intake. And then, you know, if you're not wanting to get bigger, you just make sure that your the intensity of your workouts aren't getting so much that you're so sore because you're not getting enough calories in for the intensity of the workout, right? So you kind of have to have, find that balance between where you want your body composition, um, the calories you're going to eat, the intensity of the workouts, and that, that takes a while and it changes. Yeah. It's ever changing. It takes some you know? commitment. It's going to take some commitment. Yeah. And awareness, just awareness of what you're doing. Definitely. And that's where a coach comes into play too, is like being able to kind of put all those pieces together and tell someone, Hey, like you're doing too much right now. You need to dial it back or Hey, you know, you're not doing enough over here or we need to look at your calorie intake and adjust that, you know, whatever they have kind of a, they have the ability since it's not the person in the program, you know, the coach has the ability to kind of take a step back and zoom out and look at all those pieces. Whereas even for myself, like I may sometimes have a hard time figuring out like it is in my workouts that, you know, why I'm not getting a result or am I not eating enough? And like, I find myself yo-yoing back and forth week to week. Like maybe I should eat more this week or, oh no, like I'm, I'm maybe I should just dial it back and um, eat the same amount, but like increase my workouts a little bit and I'll play that game with myself. But having like a coach there to just be like, no, stay on track. You're doing what you got to do. You just got to give it time. That's pretty valuable too. Absolutely. All right. I'll give you, um, what did I give you? I gave you a, a, tra a fitness question. So I'll give you a, like a fun one. Um, so name um, a place in the world that you've been before and you've loved. And then name a place where you've never been, but you want to go. And I guess why? Mm -hmm. That's a good question. Some, some traveling ones. So when I, was, uh, when I was 18, I actually lived in Northern Ireland for six months. That's awesome. Which was a lot of fun in uh, Belfast. Nice. in the uk up there so my high school graduated early so i basically had like a couple months in a summer to either work um before college or or just like take some time off and travel so i decided to go to uh, belfast it was part of like a it's like a, almost like a, it was like a gap year but it was half a gap year so i was staying with some college age guys and um i was volunteering at like a youth center um running some like programs there doing a little bit of teaching and coaching but on the weekends i could like hang out with people that i met there that were my age i was 18 so i could drink in bars which made it a lot of fun um i met so many cool people i would go to like a different family's house every single sunday they're big on like nice. sunday dinners there yeah um, which i which i well, that was like my favorite part of the week because they're sarcasm like totally lined up with my humor <laughs> and just took it to the next level which i appreciated um so just so much like fun people over that was my favorite part about it was like the people um that was a really cool experience and i i've always meant to go back but i just haven't um i still keep in touch with us with some people that i've met there so that that would probably be my favorite place that i've been my nice. wife and i've been to like we love like the beach hell yeah so when we were first married on our honeymoon we went to the cayman islands which is like our favorite place and then Beautiful. we went to um Turks and Caicos the next year. And then last year we went to California. Nice. Um, this year we're I've just never been out to Cali. Yeah. Neither had we. So we were like, instead of awesome. going somewhere to a different country, let's just go to California. Cause I feel like we had to check it out. We went to like Dana point, Laguna, San Diego. It was like, we rented a Cadillac, did the whole like Pacific beach thing. That's awesome. Yeah. It was, <laughs> <laughs> it was a lot of fun. Um, you know, we got the kid coming up in September. So this year we're just, we're, That's we're going right, to LBI, just LBI. Yeah, it's exciting. We got LBI in a couple week in a week actually with uh, nice. with her side of the family. We go to LBI every year, but this year I'm going for a whole week. I usually only do like three or four days. Yeah. So we we love LBI. That's a great spot. Um, in terms of like places that I want to go, I don't know. Like, there's not one place that I'm like dying to go. We're the type of people like when we look at vacation, I like to relax, you know, do some activities, but like chill the type of thing. Like just like 
play games, go to the beach, like just laugh, hang out. Like we're not big, like touristy people. So it's not like, I'm not like dying to go to Europe to like, mm. I mean, sure I'd go, but like, I don't want to like plan a whole like museum trip type of yeah, thing. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. Um, yeah. Obviously there's beautiful spots over there, I'm sure. And like, I would like to go, but I feel like when we do have time to like travel, we want to like just zone out, chill type of thing. So we're big on like beach. Um, and I like doing like a little weekend here and there with like my brothers as well. Like I was just in uh, Northern Michigan, which was really beautiful. Nice. Uh, this place called Crystal Lake. My brother's in-laws had a cabin up there. So we played a lot of golf and hung out and like swam every day. That was great. Um, but yeah, I don't have like a, a wish list of places. Somewhere by the beach. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's uh, good. I feel that. Yeah, definitely. I'll ask you, I'll ask you the same thing. All right. So, um, I guess I'm kind of similar, like love going to the beach. So my girlfriend's from Dominican Republic. So I've been down there a couple of times now and that's awesome. It's, it's a beautiful country. It's just, it's crazy to be in a, in a place in a country and just kind of explore that's so like relatively close in the world to, to where we are, but it's so vastly different. Um, and it's just a beautiful country also, but just mm. the culture is very different. And I just wanted to, you know, kind of understand more about my girlfriend's culture and kind of where she's from. And that definitely like helped me see that a lot more. And I really appreciate that. Um, so DR, but you know, the beach is there. Beautiful. We went for some resorts. So anywhere by the beach, like you said, nice. um, but also up in Vermont, which we just came back from a trip. Yeah, that's right. Vermont. And my, my parents have been taking my brother and I and our family up there since I can remember. Um, my father's from New Hampshire, just over the border. They grew up there. And then my grandmother lived in Vermont for a long time before she passed. My uncle's still up there. So we got a lot of roots, I guess, in Vermont. But um, it's just a beautiful state. You know, in the wintertime, you got all the skiing. By the summertime, everything's green. There's so much outdoor stuff you can do. Uh, hiking um, water sports. Um, you know, there's a lot of golfing up there too, if that's your thing, but there's also just so much like culture and art and food. Everything's like, seems like it's locally made and locally produced up there in the state of Vermont. So that's always, always a really cool place to go and explore. You always kind of like stumble upon some kind of gem, some, mm. something like that. Um, and then a place that I would love to visit. Um, I hear Thailand's beautiful. Yeah. I would love to do well. like a trip out there um, to Thailand. I think that would be awesome. Um, other than that, just like, I guess more places in the Caribbean, you know, yeah. maybe Hawaii <laughs> or something like that. We're going back to the beach theme, but um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or some Island or Australia, man. I would love to do an Australia yeah, trip. Yeah. It's like on the exact other side of the world, but yeah. That's somewhere I'd love to go. That would be really, really cool too. Or even like New Zealand. Yeah, yeah, New Zealand. Yeah, exactly. New Zealand right now is probably hard to get into. Didn't they be like the coronavirus or something? I keep hearing that. Like, did they? They like there's like no cases there or something like that. Wow, they, like, it's probably just, a pretty small population. Yeah, know. but that's still it's that's crazy. It's pretty impressive, right? Like they're probably just living it up right now. <laughs> but I mean, nothing like a corona down in uh, down on the islands. Yeah, right. Like yeah. on the beach, like, you know, it's five o'clock everywhere down there type of mm. thing. Yeah, definitely, man. Yeah, you start drinking it. when you wake up on vacation if you're by the beach. <laughs> it's like never not a time to drink. Yeah. All right. Um, let me get you with this one. We'll go back to like a training question here. Cool. Um, we'll do this one. Name your top three and I guess if you really got to add one or two more in there, you can go ahead. But your top three exercises Ooh. and why. It's a tough one, I know. Yeah, it's a tough one because I could go – I mean, I, I, I play around with so many variations. But um, I'll, yeah. I'll, so yeah, if you I can had – like, You could say like a deadlift, not be specific. Like, all right, like a kettlebell deadlift or a sumo deadlift. But just yeah. like – I mean, I'll, like do, a I'll, do a, uh, I'll do one of them would definitely be a hex bar deadlift. Nice. Nice. Kind of like a hybrid between a squat and a hinge. And um, right. I think it's a little safer, less range of motion. Um, I'm able to pull more, obviously. Mm. It's Easier on the lumbar spine. Yeah, exactly. A little more lats involved. Um, 
I can pull a lot of weight, relatively speaking, for me on that yeah. lift, which is why I like. I feel really strong when I do it. Yeah, um, strong like bull. Yeah, <laughs> I like I like doing that one a lot, and I feel like it's a good progression for clients once they get like the RDL down with dumbbells and mm. the kettlebell deadlift off the floor type mm. of thing. I like yeah. progressing them into the uh, into the uh, the hex bar before we do the barbell. I think it's a good neutral grip. I feel a little safer when I do it. My back mm. never really hurts. Mm-hmm. Um, I just feel really secure, and I feel like I can get a really good grip because the weight the handles are at the side as opposed to in front of me. Yeah. Um, so that'd be, that'd probably be my number one. Plus it's like a full body movement. So if you could only mm-hmm. pick one exercise type of thing, I mean, you're hitting yeah. the whole posterior chain cores on fire. Um, let's see. Uh, I like a good like dumbbell chest press. Um, I'm kind of, I don't have like a barrel chest, so I don't love bench pressing because my synergistic muscles usually take over my shoulders. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I can get, a little more depth on the dumbbell bench press and I can lift a little bit more weight safely. My shoulders never bother me when I do it. Um, so I love that one for like a push movement. Nice. Um, so if I had to pick, yeah, I do. Expert deadlift, deadlift yeah. dumbbell bench press. Whew, second one's tough. I mean, the third one's tough. Cause well, I'll just go with another, I'll go with like an upper body. Oh man. Like I love anything on the cable machine, but um, let me, let, I'll do like a uh, thinking row movements. I love a chest supported incline row. No, I'll do a, mm. uh, I'll do a inverted row on a TRX. Like when you elevate your feet. Sure. Yeah. Um, I really like that one. Um, I just feel like I can hold an isometric pause at the top for a while, really get my shoulder blades back and down, get all the right muscles working. Um, I just feel like my, I can really correct my form on that. It just feels so smooth. I feel like really good doing it. So I guess there you have it. You got the hex bar deadlift, dumbbell bench press and TRX inverted row where you're nice. getting like, you're getting like almost parallel with the, uh, with the floor. Nice. Yeah. It's good. It's pretty good spread. I probably do something very similar. If you had to do a fourth one. Um, I know you're thinking I might say farmer carries, which just passed my mind, but I feel like the trap bar kind of takes that in a little bit, you know, you're not moving, but I do love a farmer carry. Yeah. Um, Maybe like a, maybe like a kettlebell snatch. Okay. Nice. Nice. Something explosive. Yeah. Yeah, Something explosive for sure. Or just like a, like a a power, even like a power clean with a barbell. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, I thought you were gonna go farmer carry. <laughs> only because I I see every every one of Steve's clients farmer carries, which is oh, all of them. Which is it's a staple, man. If you're it's not great. doing carries or like sled pushes and pulls and stuff like that in yeah. your program, like what are you doing? Locomotion. Most functional movement ever. Yeah. Get yeah, into I mean, it. <laughs> you're walking, so you're forced to stabilize. You're yeah. working on posterior chain and posture yeah. the entire time. And at some you're point, we're all gonna have to push or pull spin. something, you know, too. So you got yeah. the sled pull and the sled push in there. It's a great thing to like sprinkle in a workout. Yeah. Yeah. And it's easy. It's great to do as at the end for people who love like sled pushes or something like that. You get a little conditioning aspect in there. They feel like, you know, they really got their butt handed to them, but they're not in the grand scheme of things really doing that much. Like, um, it's not very like taxing on their joints. Yep. Like a very simple, basic way to Exactly. They feel, they feel spent. They also feel like they can go perform the rest of the day and feel good doing it. Exactly. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, it's great with All right. Sweet, sweet. All right, let's All go. Right, who's up? You? Yeah. Every question that you ask me, I just want to ask you the same question. Yeah, right. <laughs> but um, <laughs> let's see. I'm going to ask you, how did you um, get into fitness? Because you was a certain point when we were working together a lifetime where you kind of like took off and took it like really seriously and committed to it. Yeah. That's when you see started seeing a lot of progress with you and your clients. And it was, it was like very um, obvious. What, so what kind of sparked that and like what yeah. drives you and how'd you get into it? Yeah. So I, it's funny. I have like the same question for you. <laughs> so I'll, I'll go and then cool. you got a little time to think about it. But so, yeah, I guess um, I, I'll start back with kind of my education, my college education. So I wasn't like exercise science or anything like that. I was environmental studies. Um, I had my major kind of like like studying like environmental law and kind of policy and things like that and how law and policy affects kind of the actual physical environment that we live in and the communities we live in and kind of 
went in from there, types of plants and species that you might see and how that can define or affect um, the health of an ecosystem, so to speak. So I was always kind of like working out through like kind of like to the end of high school. And then in college, I really started lifting. Um, I used to be, um, I used to skateboard a lot before that. So I was really skinny. So I wanted to put on a bunch of muscle. So I kind of spent a lot of time figuring out how to like put a lot of muscle on. I was lifting a lot and I was eating a lot of food and I kind of was like figuring out, okay, like what's good to eat. And I kind of got the basics right, but it was like really far off in terms of what actually mattered, I guess. Like I would eat like chicken breasts and like pasta and I would drink like chocolate milk and I'd be like, all right, yeah, but I was like missing a lot of veggies and like the quality of it wasn't like necessarily good. So um, as I, once I graduated, I went and, you know, pursued a couple different jobs. I worked at an Audi dealership for like only six months. Um, and then I worked at a produce company. It was like a local produce, like a small company that sourced produce from like, um, like local farms in New Jersey and Pennsylvania, a couple in New York. And then we bring all the produce and um, a, like a little bit of meat and dairy into our warehouse. And then we distribute it back out to like restaurants and, um, grocers and schools, things like that. So that was cool. We got to see like the food system there. Um, I learned a lot more about like, just how important it is to have like fresh food in your, um, in your diet, in your nutrition. And one thing I miss about that job is we got to take home like vegetables and fruits like every day, like fresh, fresh. So every day I would just bring home like a little like half bushel of stuff and we just like, use that to cook up dinner, lunch the next day. That was awesome. Nice. So after like two and a half years or so there, I kind of like, I realized I wanted to do something else. Like that wasn't really what I wanted to do as a career. And I had consistently been working out, um, kind of helping a couple buddies work out here and there. And more and more kind of people came up to me in the gym and asked me, you know, are you a trainer? Or they come and ask me for advice or help or what is this doing? Or how are you doing that? Or can you watch me do this? So, I decided one day to like just order, I got the NASM CPT online. Um, I just ordered that, studied it, did cell study, and then took the test, passed it. And then from there, started looking for a job. So I applied to Lifetime, got hired there. And I remember um, coming in, I had no idea what I was doing. So <laughs> <laughs> it was like, I knew how to work out myself, or I thought I did. And like, I knew like the basics, but... Mm -hmm terms of like building a, a program and a routine for someone and really understanding what it is to be a coach. Mm. I didn't really understand that. I didn't understand how I could ask someone for at that time, my rate was like a hundred dollars or $90 or something. Like I didn't understand how that price was worth what I had to provide because mm. I didn't really understand. It wasn't just about the workout. It was much more than that. Mm. So it was probably like six months to a year before I really um, kind of said to myself that, you know, I got to kind of dive all in here and really start to get more certifications and kind of um, really invest in myself in becoming a better coach and a better trainer if I wanted to do this kind of long term. So I started doing a lot more um, certifications. I think I did a behavior change certification, which really helped me with just like the sale and understanding my role as a coach and um, as a personal trainer and someone that's there for their clients um, to really, you know, help them achieve whatever result they're looking for. Um, and so once I made that kind of mental shift, it really just my energy changed. Um, I was able to pick up a lot more clients a lot more quickly and just had I guess more of a, a direction and a streamlined approach to what I was actually providing for clients. So it was easier for me to talk to them about what they're getting when they sign up with me and what I can do for them. Um, and then from there, you know, I just kept, kept studying, getting new certifications. Um, and then with more clients, you get more experience, right? You'll get someone who has this kind of little injury or wants this goal and you kind of have to figure out the best approaches to all those different scenarios. So the more you, you kind of do, the more, you know, kind of thing. So as I got more clients, I also like kind of almost exponentially got more experience and was able to have more confidence. And that just turned to more 
more sales and being able to grow my business in that way. So, um, yeah, it's been like almost three and a half, almost four years now since I started that journey. Um, and absolutely love the field, love being a coach, love being there for, for my clients and kind of being that, that positive, um, mentor or coach in their life that they can always look to for, for, um, some guidance and whatever it is that I can help them with. So yeah, man, I, I love the field. Hopefully going to kind of carve out a niche and, and be in this field, um, in some way in the long term Cause I really love it. Can't really see myself doing anything else or striving too far from something in this kind of, kind of range. Yeah. It's awesome. So same question to you. Yeah. I mean, I was never, I've always been into like fitness my whole life. Um, I've always been like into sports. So anytime I worked out, I saw an added bonus in my performance. My mood was always better. My confidence was better. I felt better about myself. So I've always valued working out and fitness. Um, but let's say when I went to, I was never, I, I'm not one of those kids who went to college. was like, I'm going to be a lawyer. I'm going to be a doctor. I'm going to go to the medical field. I'm going to study finance. I, I didn't really have a goal in mind. I just knew that was something I needed to do. And uh, I also wanted to play basketball. So I went to uh, Morris County College. I played basketball there and kind of walked on. And um, I, 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 love, I love sports, specifically basketball. I kind of played my whole life. So that's kind of why I went. And then I started studying exercise science, kind of like, oh, I like working out. And then I switched my major to uh, psychology. I, I transferred to Montclair State. And I was studying a bunch of liberal arts, like I had a bunch of liberal arts credits and I kind of gravitated towards the psychology classes just because I liked them. I thought they were interesting. I guess you could say, you know, why people do the things that they do and studying human behavior. And uh, I remember my guidance counselor being like, I mean, you have a bunch of credits in psychology. You might as well just pick this as your major. You're going to graduate sooner. So that's what I did. So I graduated with a psychology degree and then I had a bunch of different jobs. I was working for my dad's company. He has like a H HVAC cleaning air duct cleaning company. Um, did that for a while, did a bunch of other things and, um, nothing was really, you know, really grabbing my passion. I've always been very driven and like a motivated person, but, um, I was kind of looking for something to like throw that energy towards. And, um, mm. you know, a lot of my friends would be like, Steve, you should meet, you should like be a personal trainer. Like you're really good with people. You know, a lot about exercise. I feel like you could be better than a lot of trainers that we see just like on their phones at the gym, like counting reps essentially. And uh, that got me thinking a little bit. And then I was dating my now wife or girlfriend at the time. And, um, you know, we were, we were getting kind of serious and I was like, I need to like pick something type of thing. And then mm. I, uh, I got my NASM started studying and I really like never looked back since then. I really like jumped 100% into it and I was super committed and I, I still am now. And, um, yeah, I, I got a job at lifetime. And at first it was just a lot of shadowing trainers. And like, yeah. there's a lot of smart people that work there and that worked there at the time. And I kind of like was building relationship with my clients, but I kind of just kept quiet at first and just learned a ton of stuff. And I was just one of those people where people might think I'm quiet at first, but I'm observing, I'm doing a lot of the work on my own. I'm practicing all that kind of stuff. And um, I just put in the time, like you said, it's just the hours is the best way to learn. I've read a lot of books, read a lot of articles, listened to podcasts, getting certifications, asking people questions, that type of a thing. And I spent a lot more time working on like the connection with my clients. So I don't, if you can't connect, you can't communicate. So I'm not going to get someone to do an exercise that I want them to do if they, if they can't connect with me, it's pointless. So I, I pride myself. I think my strongest skill is individualization. Um, that's always my number one skill. And if you do like a strength finders test, so I always have a different plan ready for every client that I have. Everyone's completely different based off their personality, their preference, where I see them going, what their goals are, what we did last time. Um, no workout is the same. And, um, I love that about the job. Like I, that's why I love one-on-one -on -one training. I love creating that environment and experience based off someone's goals, personality, what motivates them, what doesn't. Um, Cause I think that's more sustainable over the long run. And I love watching people like catch that fitness buzz. Cause um, you know, I, I know how good it feels for me and I know the results that I've seen. And I love sharing that 
with people. So I definitely spend a lot of time learning about exercise science, but I also spend a lot of time reading books on like building rapport, emotional uh, intelligence type stuff. Um, I think that's a strong skill set of mine that I, that I use in personal training and that it helps get clients better results. Um, you know, I'm not like a therapist or anything, but I just love like connecting with people and yeah. then um, guiding them through an experience. Cause you know, if, if you're looking at the brain as a survival mechanism, people are going to do the easiest thing possible to get to where they need to go. So if I can keep things fun, engaging, um, mentally stimulating while still working on linear progressions with the basics. So it's not too like all over the place, but where there's always something new involved, they're always getting challenged in some way. I feel like I can keep them into fitness for longer and uh, essentially work on their goals and new goals. And it's, it's cause it's a lifestyle. And um, that's kind of, I guess what I'm good at. If you want to talk about like a yeah. specific, like individual skill when it comes to training and I'm always trying to get better. I'm like, I, I look back now, I've only been in a trainer for six years and I'm like, such a better trainer than I was uh, six years ago. And I know I have a long way to go, but I just try to level up a little bit every year, you know, read a couple more books every year, learn a couple more things, apply a couple more things. And, you know, I don't want to be better than anybody else. I just want to be better than I was. So I want to see the next trainer succeed as much as me. Um, but yeah, I, I kind of like, I like everything about it. And the more it's funny, like the more you do it, the more you don't know and you're, the more you realize right. how much more you have to, to learn. And there's so many like avenues with, yeah. with training from nutrition to like recovery, to sleep, to the way you communicate those things to like how you relate it to this one person at the right time based off like how they're like, there's so many different like aspects to training. I feel like I'm still so motivated to get better. And you know, the second I, I lose that fire, I'll probably go to something else, but I don't think I will anytime soon. Yeah, definitely. I mean, what you said about, especially what you said about um, having to like communicate it and connecting with someone, that's like, I feel like that's such a personality thing. Like there are certain people who have that personality mm -hmm. and it's a skill and you can develop it and get better. But I feel like the most successful trainers have that. And then through experience and through certifications and things like that, they, they gain the knowledge but they always had that really good ability to like connect with people. Right. Um, and I think that's one thing, at least at our lifetime that that's done really well is the, for the most part, all the trainers have that kind of personality and can connect with people really well. And that's what makes the staff um, there really powerful. Yeah. We can really connect with all everyone who's in the gym, whether we're training with them or not. Um, we kind of feel like we, we are kind of the overseers of that community there and we're there to help and serve people. And, um, and then from there we can all support each other and, you know, get a little more knowledge around training, but um, it's that ability to connect that that's what makes like a really good coach and like someone who has that really enjoys and loves coaching, I think. Yeah, Definitely. totally. And it makes it more genuine and not less intimidating. Cause I think yeah. trainers get a bad rap of just like the big dudes who are over by the heavyweights. Yeah, But, you know, a lot of our clients are people who've never worked out in their lives. So you need to really break down that wall so that they can eventually lift those heavyweights and be yeah. one of like, you know what I mean? So I think whatever it is that their goal is. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. And like remembering people's families' names and kids' names and spouses' names goes a long way. And I think you're right. A lot of the coworkers that we work with do those little things that actually play a really big role. Yeah. So you want to do what? One more, uh, one more question each before yeah. we wrap it up here. Let's do a fun one. All right, sweet. Let's Go see. Ahead. I'll do. Um, whew, what are some of your hobbies that you do outside the gym? That's funny. I get the same one. So, <laughs> so I guess we'll we'll finish with that one. We'll go both go back and forth. So. Um, I love um, I love the outdoors. Right, big outdoors guy. I just love being like active. I love having a a good way to kind of get some energy out like a positive outlet for energy um so anything outdoors like during the summer is my favorite time spring and summer when the weather's nice we can go out and go like going hiking a lot um i like doing a lot of like water activities water sports up in vermont we we did some kayaking 
um, a lot of hiking up there. Um, I'm also really big, I guess, into just food and nutrition in general. So I really enjoy kind of finding different recipes or ways to prepare food and kind of finding like a meal that's both balanced, that's healthy, that's going to fit kind of my needs and experimenting with that and then having it taste really good too. So like having this good, finding this good cross between something that's really tasty and something that's actually really healthy, which I think most people think is like, there's no, um, there's no middle ground there. So I kind of like finding that middle ground and playing around with it a little bit. Cause I think that's pretty, can be pretty practical advice for some of my clients, you know, like nobody wants to hear like, all right, I want you to eat like vegetables and brown rice and chicken breasts, you know, right. every dinner. But if I can find ways to say, Hey, I found this take on like whatever, um, a, a burger that's going to like taste really good, but it's going to be a lot healthier for you. And this is how you do it. And this is, you know, how I prepare it. That's something that they're, I think they're more likely to kind of stick with, to be more consistent with. So I like experimenting with food. Um, recently, I've been, um, during the quarantine, really, I've been trying to learn Spanish a little bit nice. more. Um, so I've been working on that. Um, and then I'm big, I guess, just on general on education of some kind, just like gaining knowledge. So doing some reading, whether that's reading a book uh, doing a certification, reading some articles. Um, yeah, I guess, I guess those are, yeah, those are like my main hobbies aside from working out, which is definitely my number yeah. one thing. Like if I, if I got free time during the day, I'm like, all right, what's the workout? Is it a <laughs> lifting day, lower body, upper body, um, recovery yeah, day? Right. You know, what am I doing? What am I doing there? So yeah, I guess yeah. those are my outside of working out those would we'll be probably uh, what I fill my time with the most. Nice. That's great. I feel Same like question back to you. Yeah. Similar, similar. I'll start with the similar ones would be, I like reading, um, something to up my game and training or something I can apply to a specific client or something I can learn that can talk about with somebody else. Um, I like expanding my knowledge. Um, right now I'm reading a book called the talent code, which is cool. It's like, nice. that's like broken into three sections. It's like, what makes people like great at something that's like ignition or passion, deep practice and the right type of coaching. So that's a cool book. Um, let's see. I like, I definitely like spending time outdoors as well. Like I think I said earlier golf um, right now, I'm big into golf, mm. trying to get, trying to break 80 one day. I've nice. gotten 82 this year, which is pretty low for me, but I've never broken 80 before. That'd be cool. Um, just trying to consistently get under 90. So that, that's something that I'm working on. My wife and I like to, uh, we got a big dog, so we like to take him out to the park and just yeah. kind of walk around. We do, we like to go out to dinner on the weekends and try new spots. We spend a lot of time with family. I think that's important. Mm -hmm. um, whether it's my parents or her parents, we'll do a barbecue, kind of hang out. Um, I'm pretty close with my in-laws. Um, we're going to, like I said, we're going to LBI with them. Um, with uh, my brother and sister-in-law and my in-laws and they're, you know, we all hang out together a lot and it's a lot of fun. They got a couple kids now, my brother and sister-in-law. So one of them's our godson. So we'll spend time with them. We got a kid on the way. So we're prepping for that. Um, I also spend a lot of time with like my brothers. I think I, I come from a huge family. So I got seven brothers and yeah. um, you know, we're always playing basketball or I, like we just went on a trip together. We play golf a lot. Um, you know, we'll go to a bar when they're open, that type of thing. Got a good group of friends that I hang out with, not so much during quarantine, but, um, but yeah, man, pretty similar stuff. I like to stay active and, uh, well, you know, we'll get into like a TV show as well at night, Beth and I, yeah. which is always fun, kind of unwind, but yeah, man, I like to, I like, I'm always joking around too. Like I am like such a jokester, like, <laughs> like, I mean, you know this, like I do a lot of imitations and like, yeah. I'm constantly like cracking jokes. So I just like to keep life fun, uh, <laughs> which is just, I don't know, it's more entertaining to me. And yeah, uh, definitely. Yeah. Solid. All right. So I guess that about wraps it up there, right? So hopefully that guy uh, gave everyone, all the listeners, a little better understanding of who we are, our personalities, what we're into. Um, for those of you who don't know us personally, um, 
but yeah, that was like a fun little episode that we did there a little bit off the beaten path, but yes, sir. A good one. I think for, for us to do to, to break away from the normal stuff that we've been talking about. And then also for our listeners. So hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode. Um, we will see you next time. Episode 12 coming up. Peace. Peace out everyone. Thanks for listening in to the Strongest Self podcast. If you found this episode helpful, make sure you tell a friend or family member who would enjoy it as well. If you have questions or comments for us, or just want to increase your knowledge around health and fitness, you can follow us both on Instagram. Steve Murray at MurrayMania32, or myself, Zach Bruckner, at FitAsBruck. Shoot us a DM there or leave a comment for us. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Until next time.